0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host Thomas Ryan, and this is an- another episode of Chino and the Hills. Today, I am lucky enough to be joined by James Edward. He's the operations manager at IVHS um, to discuss a little bit about pet adoptions, um, lost pets, um, all that good stuff that you may be wondering about um, in general, and also kind of during this uh, interesting time we're in. As we're recording this episode, it is May twenty eighth, two thousand twenty. So. Uh, Here in San Bernardino County, which Chino and Chino Hills fall in, um, we're San Bernardino County, things are starting to open up a little more. IVHS technically is in Pomona, so different restrictions, um, but ultimately we'll get into discuss how they are still operating, um, obviously at at a different capacity, but but still operating and kind of some some information in general and, and under these times. So James, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just go ahead and introduce yourself, um, kind of your, your position uh, at IVHS, how you became, uh, you know, got, in, got into the organization and a uh, little bit more of your background.
1: Absolutely. Uh, James Edward, and I have been with the organization for 29 years. I'll be wow. celebrating my 30th anniversary in September. Wow. I'm just a short timer with the organization.
0: Sure. And what, what is your role there at the IVHS?
1: I'm the operations manager. I am in charge of the day-to-day operations at the shelter and oversee a staff of 75 individuals.
0: Wow. Um, now, some people might not know, what is the overall, you know, role and goal of IVHS? Um, what, what is, what are they there
1: for? At the Inland Valley Humane Society and SPCA, we promote spay neutering. We provide animal care and control to 13 cities. In those 13 cities, we offer spay-neuter programs, vaccination programs, um, at all of which are at a reduced fee that you would normally find at a veterinary hospital. And we also do animal care and control as well as investigations and uh, seizures when we receive information regarding a um, cruelty investigation or a hoarding situation, unfortunately.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, So I guess the big question is, are you open now? Can adoptions be made now? Um, what's, What's your operation
1: currently? We are respecting L.A. County's uh, order that uh, we are not open currently for services, but we are still doing animal care and control services. So we are picking up animals. We're picking up live animals and unfortunately those that are deceased on the road, as well as uh, adoptions for individuals that are coming onto our website, which is at www.ibhss.org pca.org, you can go on to our website and look at the animals that we have available for adoption. And if you're looking for a lost pet that you unfortunately have not put identification on or your pet may have lost its collar, um, you're able to go onto the website and take a look at those animals and see if it is your lost pet and or if you're looking to adopt a pet. In addition to that, we currently are allowing individuals that may or may not have a pet or have a pet and are looking to foster an animal during this uh, time that we're going through.
0: Got it, so what is that protocol? What does that system look like? Say I'm looking on the website, I see a a cat or a dog or whatever other animals you may may have um, that I want to adopt. Uh, Do I send an email, do I call, what, what's that protocol look like, and, and how do I adopt?
1: Absolutely, there is a link on our website. It gives you the opportunity to put all of your information in which animal it is that you're interested in, either adopting or fostering, and then our staff will reach back out to you within 24 hours letting you know as to whether or not someone else has already spoken for that animal or um, if you're looking for your lost pet, then of course our ultimate goal is getting those pets back to their homes where they belong.
0: Sure, got it, that's that's great. uh, (laughs) Door-to-door service there.
1: Um, And then with that, we determine that we're going to do the adoption and or the redemption because our office is currently closed and limited services, uh, we then have our staff go out, bring the animal to your house, practice social distancing, of course, sure. and either do a socialization with you and that pet to make sure it's a perfect fit for you and your family. And if it's your own pet, again, social distancing and return the animal back to you.
0: Got it. That's great. Um, what, what are the fees associated, associated with adoption or redemption? i, I you know what? What are the fees associated with that, and what what's included in those fees?
1: Each city has its own fee structure, so um, they would be able to give you that information as far as a redemption. Okay. And we would want to ensure that the pet has a proper identification on it, so a license. We would take care of that at the same time, and uh, so those fees fluctuate from one city to the the next. As far as adoptions are concerned, adoptions are free at this point. Um, We are running a promotion. We've had some really great donors that have wanted to offset that cost. So we are currently, don't know how much longer that's going to last, but we have those. Excuse me, sorry about that.
0: No problem. Probably someone wanted to adopt a dog.
1: Uh, Or not. (laughs) No, you never know. Um, And so those fees are currently uh, being waived.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. And what, what usually is, yeah, go
1: ahead. The adoption that includes the spaying and neutering of the animal, the vaccinations, the deworming of that pet as well.
0: Okay. That's great. Now how many uh, animal or, you know, dogs, cats, and any other animals you do other animals, I assume. Uh, What, what, how many are there currently, approximately do you have uh
1: we currently have 61 dogs available for adoption as well as 14 cats and one pot belly pig
0: one pot belly pig wow
1: how many pounds is it you know what i i don't know the the weight (laughs) of a belly pig but it, it it they tend to fluctuate on their weight and uh even though they're called pot belly they tend to uh get a little larger and you have to be zoned for them as well. And sure. we would make sure that your city allows for a pot belly pig before we would make that adoption available to you.
0: Sure. That makes sense. You don't want one in a part in, in a one bedroom apartment in a exactly. <laughs> downtown. Yeah. Um, happy, happy. Yeah. So in addition to that promotion that you said about the free, the free um, adoptions uh, for, for the time being, are there any special events that are coming up? Obviously, you know, depending, you know, on uh, local ordinances and whatnot, but any special events coming
1: up? In September, we currently have our annual Dog Lake Classic Golf Tournament, which we hold at Western Hills Country Club, scheduled in September. That is our next event that we have uh, upcoming.
0: Okay, great. Uh, Just go to the website to find out about there. Is there a special Go to the website
1: and go to our calendar and you would be able to click on the link and also sign up for the tournament as well. It's a great time and it is a fundraiser, which helps to offset the costs for the spay neuter services and vaccinations that we provide at the shelter.
0: Got it. Now you discussed, um, you know, potential hoarding cases. Uh, I know there was one recently, uh, I believe it was in the pretty general area of, of Chino Chino Hills area of, um, a hoarding situation where there are seemingly 100 cats in in a car. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how how that process of readopting those cats is going?
1: Yeah, that was actually in the city of Ontario. And um, there were uh, multiple cats inside of a car. You never want to leave your pet inside of a vehicle, especially with the temperatures that we have currently. And all it takes is a warm day to heat up. And what I think a lot of people don't realize is it only takes a few minutes for it to cause irreparable damage to an animal or a pet left in a car. Even if they crack open the windows, there's not the ventilation that it would normally have if the air conditioner was on
0: yeah I've seen those videos online where people just do a test with with themselves and sit there, and after five minutes they're just drenched in sweat, so it's, it's...
1: absolutely, and dogs and cats don't have that ability to, to sweat, and they don't have the ability to get out of the vehicle like a human would be able to right So you never want to do that, and even if you say you're going to the store just for a quick moment and you want to take your pet with you, do your pet a favor. Leave your pet at home and allow your pet to be home and comfortable where it's not being to possibly put in danger. And given the time that we're in right now, especially, you don't know how long you're going to be tied up in a line at a store, even if you think you're walking in and walking right back out.
0: That I can attest to that. I went to both the post office and Trader Joe's today, lines at both places, so Absolutely. I can definitely...
1: Post office as well and had the same issue
0: yeah most definitely um now during uh the pandemic that we've been in have adoptions been up or down I, I feel like i've heard stories about people wanting companions um you know during this time if they live alone or or not um have they been up and down obviously the difficulty of and the ease of making those happen probably impact that but have they been up and down and then you know do we have expectations once kind of people start going back to work and stuff like that? Um, as far as as far as that goes,
1: our adoption numbers currently are up, and um, which is a good thing, and we are thankful for that. As well as those that can't commit to the adoption, we're allowing people to foster that cat during the time that they are at home. So when they find that they are going to go back to work we will then take that pet back from them to the shelter. It just gives them an opportunity to have that interaction one-on-one between the pet and a, a person.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great program, actually. I mean, just for everybody's psychology, the, the animals gets a safe place to stay and stuff like that. So that's a great program.
1: Absolutely. And especially during these times when people are social distancing and some people are in their home all alone. So it gives them an opportunity to interact with someone else. Of course, it can't speak back to you, which may or may not be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can always pick up the phone and call someone else if you need to hear a live voice on the phone.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, you, you discussed about how the the fees associated with adoption come with you know the the initial vaccinations and spayed and neutered, neutered stuff like that. Um, do you hold vaccination clinics and do you foresee continuing to do those types of clinics in the future? Um, obviously, again, <laughs> uh, you know, pending all regulations and whatnot.
1: Once the regulations uh, let up a little bit, uh, we are planning on doing scheduled vaccinations where people will be able to schedule those appointments to our vet hospital. And we will go out to the car, of course, practicing social distancing and having the pet vaccinated right at our facility. It won't be the monthly vaccination clinics where we would generally have a line of people waiting to have their pet vaccinated, but we will be opening that back up.
0: Great. That's good news. That's good news for a lot of people. Um, now, Obviously, we're looking for monetary donations, I would imagine, on a consistent basis to offset a lot of these costs. Are there other ways that people can donate their time or materials, food, blankets, any towels, anything like that? that? Is that an opportunity that you guys look for?
1: We're always in need of blankets, towels, sheets. So as people are spending more time at home and going through their linen closets or going through just cupboards in general, If they find stuff that they no longer need, blankets, towels, sheets, um, anything that we can convert into a makeshift gurney to be able to transport an injured animal that we may find out in the field with two people, one on each corner of of the blanket or the towel or the sheet, It it makes for a a makeshift uh, gurney and allows us to be able to pick that animal up and safely transport it back to their vehicle.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So should people hold on to those items and then wait till you guys are open? Is there a drop-off situation or...
1: They can drop them off at the gate at our facility. Our address is 500 Humane Way. We're in the city of Pomona. It does say that we are closed uh, in our parking lot, but you... Are more than welcome to drop those donations off at our facility during these times.
0: That's great. That's great. Um, now you hear often in the news, uh, you know, uh, about shelters and whatnot, about a no-kill shelter. Uh, can you speak to that about IVHS? Are they a no, no-kill shelter? I know that there's the the get to zero campaign that's been, um, you know, been, been working on. What's what's the situation currently?
1: Um, our facility, since. October of 2017 has not had to euthanize a healthy, treatable animal. You are going to come in contact with those animals that are irremediably suffering, that are have bitten someone, that are a danger or a public health issue to someone else's safety. So we do unfortunately still have to euthanize those animals, but as far as any healthy Treatable animals with having three veterinarians on sa- on staff at our facility, we're able to treat them and make them to a point where they are adoptable.
0: That's 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 awesome.
1: And kill um, is such a negative word. Uh, but we, agreed. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's why I it quoted is,
0: it. You know, just because <laughs> it's you know out there. I, yeah.
1: Um, so we are at getting to zero. Meaning zero euthanasia of any healthy, treatable animal. And I am happy to say, again, since October of 2017, no healthy, treatable animal that we have taken into our care has been euthanized.
0: It's great news. Great news. Um, now, if I were to find a, a dog, cat on the street, I uh, believe that, you know, it wasn't. It didn't have a home or it was lost from its home or worse, uh, you know, like you mentioned before, a deceased animal, what would be the best protocol of, um, you know, getting that animal help or, you know, um, removal or whatever it may be?
1: Our animal control officers are still out in the field at this point in time. They are responding to confined animals on someone's property. So it's, we're not, the experts at catching an animal. Um, generally, if you find an animal and it comes onto your property, it's coming to your property for a reason. Whether you have another pet, whether it just likes you or reminds you, the scent reminds them of their home. If you can confine it on your property, that's optimum. Our officer will definitely respond out for a loose animal as well but generally once they see our vehicle and our officer in uniform, their reaction is to bolt. Um, And you don't want to run that animal out and risk it overheating. So, um, but we are responding out to those calls as well as we are picking up still deceased animals, as you mentioned, unfortunately, that may have gotten loose from someone's home and have been uh, run over by a vehicle or just succumbed to something else.
0: Got it. I assume just give you guys a call is it, what's the, what's the best number for that?
1: Uh, 909-623-9777. Got it.
0: Um, along with that, um, you know, it seems like, you know, we're seeing dolphins in the canals and in Italy and animals kind of in different places than they're used to, um, you know, but every year here in in this area we, we see snake season and, and stuff like that. If we were to find a snake on our property or uh, I guess more of a common area property or something like that, uh, is that, is that something that you guys handle or what's your best suggestion as far as that goes?
1: We have seen uh, quite a few uh, calls for snakes uh, as the summer months have are upon us and it continues to heat up. We actually at the shelter have seen some on our facility as well, coming off the hillside that butts up behind us. If you see a snake, we ask that you don't try to catch it yourself. Give us a call. We will respond out immediately. We do consider that an emergency because we don't want someone getting bit or their pet getting bit. Uh, You don't want to have to incur those vet fees for your pet to receive the anti-venom and or possibly die from the bite. And when you have baby snakes, rattlesnakes, they don't control the amount of venom that they inject like an adult would. So you want to be mindful of that. We do ask that you keep an eye out for it so that by the time our officer gets there, that we know where it's at so that they can safely remove it and relocate it to an, a safer area.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, You, you hear that you know, the baby snakes are, are more venomous, but that m- may not be true. It's more just more venom, right?
1: It's more venom yeah. because they don't have that control than an adult snake has when they are biting.
0: Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Well, the goal to, to have James on today was to, to educate our, our public and ultimately, you know, the, with the goal of, you know, getting to zero and make, make continuing with that. Um, w- now, w- what's the longest resident at IVHS right now? What's the, what's the animal that's been there the longest and just, we really need to get adopted today. W- w- let's put a, this is, this will be their billboard right now to, to get that, that pet um,
1: adopted. We have a, Yes, uh, we have a couple of dogs that have been there in excess of 60 days. Uh, Again, if you go on our website, if you look for the animals, it gives you the option to either look at dogs or cats or other or all the above and uh, just take a look and see if it's something that might be a right fit for you and your family.
0: Perfect. Hopefully we get a couple, couple Pets um adopter or at least get some exposure to to the website and get some people thinking about it today Yes. Um,
1: yeah and uh, if adopting, maybe just fostering during this time
0: certainly it's definitely like you said a good a good way to figure out if it's for you and, and you know um for something in the future keep a keep a roof over that that pet's head, and um everybody kind of wins <laughs> emotionally it,
1: it <laughs> wins for everyone, and it gives that person an opportunity to see what the challenges may be when they own a pet, whether that be leaving the daily walks that they're taking them on, the food and care, uh, potty training an animal, because we can't guarantee whether or not those stray animals that we have in our possession are, are potty trained at that time. But it gives them an opportunity to work on those skills and maybe teach that pet those Behaviors so that when it does come back to the shelter, we can pass that information on to the new adopted family.
0: Most definitely. Well, James, any parting words? Any any other information? We, you're a wealth of information today. We appreciate it very much. Uh, anything that we didn't cover that uh, you just really like to get out there as kind of a, a service announcement to, to to the public?
1: I would encourage if you have a pet make sure it has a license on. If it doesn't have a license, make sure that it has some sort of identification. Even if it's a caller and you handwrite your name and phone number on that caller, you can take a Sharpie and write on the caller. That that way we can contact you. And if you have a microchip for your pet, which is something that is implanted underneath your pet's skin through a vet hospital, make sure make sure make sure make sure i can't say that enough that you update that information if you move or change your phone number because less than two percent which is staggering two percent of the animals that we get in our to our care have some form of identification on whether it be a license tag a tag that you can purchase at petco PetSmart or a microchip that is currently registered
0: that makes a lot of sense uh, we were talking before we, we jumped on here and I mentioned that you know me and my wife we seem to be stray animal magnets we just find they end up on our street in our front yard whatever it may be and we often you know take them in and uh, you know try and locate because oftentimes like you said they're there for a reason maybe they're just they live down the street, around the corner, something like that. We've been very successful finding the homeowners, but yeah, as simple as your phone number handwritten on there, it can be so helpful just as a hint for, you know, maybe your neighbor who finds your dog. They don't necessarily know yeah, everybody's dog and stuff like that, but um, the microchip helps as well. Um, you know, so all those are little clues to, to try and get it back to the rightful owner.
1: Absolutely. Uh, just last week, we ended up with a cockatiel in our yard and it flew down, landed on our shoulder, and we were able to reunite it back to the owners that were looking for their lost cockatiel. So if you have a bird, trim their wings. Just take those preventative measures. Make sure that your pet, you don't leave the gates open. During these times, there's a lot more activity where people are going in and out of their door make sure that you're mindful of the fact that your pet may be right behind you and trying to get out with you to meet ups or fedex or um what's it amazon yeah (laughs) what's that
0: one that comes every day yeah
1: (laughs) The, The one that comes every day at everyone's house
0: yeah Exactly. Well, James, again, thanks so much. A lot of great information. Um, we can f- find you on the website, uh, the, the phone number we got. I'll put that in the show notes and under the, under the video uh, on YouTube as well. But thanks again so much for the information and, um, and thanks for being here and taking the time with us today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, listeners, viewers, thanks so much again for tuning in to another episode of Chino in the Hills. Until next time, have a good day. Bye. Bye Hi, Thomas here. Thanks so much for listening in. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the channel. Also, if you have a suggestion for another person we should interview, or you would like to be interviewed, please be sure to send us a DM on our Instagram, at chinoandthehills. Thanks. Bye.